Hey everybody, welcome to another episode. I'm Michael Petro, and joining me in the virtual living room, that is Zoom, which technically is my bedroom. I'm lost and need a map now. <laughs> Season debater Martin Navarro, season debater Jimmy Skinner, and special guest Winnipeg filmmaker Ian Bawa doing his third time on the show. He'll try to argue that this is a two-part episode, so that makes four, but Ian, I'm here to tell you, you're wrong. Your math does not check out. <laughs> Anyways, what are we talking about? We're talking about what Simpsons characters do we relate to the most. Uh, we're talking about why did Zack Schneider take a take no pay for the Schneider cut for creative control? What do we think about that? Uh, WandaVision, we guess uh, what the cameo was going to be for the last episode. And it's fun because we recorded this before it aired, so we're all fucking way off. We missed the mark hard on that one. Uh, we do some this or that's, which are basically two movies made at the same time. Why, first of all, and which one was better? Um, so that's what you're going to hear. Plus, oh, inspiration for the title. I figured, you know, I, I know the guys know, but we always pick a line from one of our favorite movies and just throw it out there. Sometimes it makes sense. Sometimes it doesn't. This one's just inspired from that beautiful line. What is grief? If love not persevering, uh, from the final days of Wanda vision, uh, who knew vision was such a romantic, right? Who knew Wanda was so broken? Uh, I don't want to spoil it for anybody. It's probably one of the best pieces of streaming I've ever had the pleasure of enjoying and I know a lot of the guys on the show have all watched it agree uh, Jimmy Skinner still jury out stopped watching I don't blame him we just like to give him shit for it uh, so that's that's the show ladies and gentlemen now at this part uh, this is the trailer that doesn't matter this is that bank commercial in the movie theater that we used to watch back in the day this is the part where if you've already listened to us before feel free to skip right to the show this is your first time give me a second this is the real debaters.ca that's what I'm talking about that's all things us so Go check out our merch. Go check out some of the blog posts we've made. Uh, go listen to the show there. You can subscribe to the show there. You can find out where to subscribe to the show on that site. You can see us. You can see all of our ugly faces. We sound a lot better than we look, specifically me. Um, all of that's there. And realdebaters at gmail.com is how you talk to us. The realdebaters at gmail.com. Send us an email. Send us an idea for the show. Uh, disagree with us. We'd love to have some conversations. You can do it on the website as well. Every episode has a comment section. It's there for you to tell us what you think. Hopefully you agree with us and think we're awesome. Either way, <laughs> that's there. Uh, and then at Real Debaters is how you follow us online if you want to stay tuned for shit and make sure you're always caught up. Plus Apple, Spotify, all that other stuff. You know, that's Apple and Spotify, the best two places to check us out. Leave us that five-star review in Apple Podcasts so we know you stopped by. Anyways, uh, that's that's uh, that's all the advertising. That's all the shame, shameful stuff. Now uh, we got some great episodes coming up. We got some great interviews coming down our way. We've got an intimacy coach coming on, Sharon Bayer from Winnipeg. We've got the weapons expert from Nobody, the new uh, the new John Wick uh, producer produced film that was shot in Winnipeg uh, with Bob Odenkirk and Christopher Lloyd. That's coming down the pipe. Uh, we've also got Film Training Manitoba, what they do for our lovely province and how they make sure everybody's all trained up for film. So there's lots of good stuff coming your way. So subscribe to the show so you don't miss it. And uh, that's all I have to say. About oh, the shout outs. That's what I always forget. This is I need sticky notes. Anyways, uh, we do this every week. We just like to say thank you to the people who are doing free advertising for us. We see these spikes in our downloads from around, you know, North America predominantly. We're still breaking into Europe, but fuck it. You know, dance with who you came with, like I always say. Don't always say that. Uh, so we like to thank the places that are like chatting us up, good or bad, whatever you're doing, you're getting people to notice us. So thank you very much to San Jose, Ashburn, Boardman, Gig Harbor, and Cedar Grove, which is south of the border. That's our American friends. And then to our Canadian friends, my Wi-Fi fucking sucks. Uh, let's see if I can remember this. Uh, shout out to Winnipeg. 
top of the list. Then we got Vancouver. Then we have Calgary, Toronto, and Regina. Yeah, I did it. That's it because it just popped up. Anyways, you can't see it. But yeah, so thank you to you guys in Canada for spreading the good word about us. We appreciate it. To everybody who always listens, we, we're, we're, we're here for you. So no downloads means no point. So thank you so much. Seriously, this is, this is starting to become a little bit more than it was last year. And that's great because that's because of you. Uh, I got nothing else for you. So I'll cue the real. And you enjoy the show. Let's tidy up this tangle of film by putting it on a reel. Here is a motion picture film. A thousand feet. 16,000 separate photographs. Welcome, everyone. One more episode to go. Uh, I know Martin's caught up. I'm caught up. Uh, Ian, are you watching? Are you WandaVision right to the... I am, I am caught up. Okay. I watched the episode last night in preparation for this. Jimmy, are you behind still? I'm not doing it. I'm not going to watch it. You can't make me. I don't care what you say. <laughs> when did you stop watching it? Episode three. Okay. All right. Now, <laughs> I understand... Fuck you. I, <laughs> we can all understand why he did... There is nothing wrong with that because I, at the same time, I remember I was talking to him between two and three or when I was watching three one night and it was like, where is this going? And I can assure These you, are go ahead. Fucking 25 minute episodes. You just, like, <laughs> just commit to the fucking thing. You barely have watched a full movie at episode three. No. <laughs> and like, he was only doing it because he's so like, we all want Dr. Strange and the multiverse of madness. Yeah. I and we and I think the guys will agree with me on this one, Jimmy. Not to dogpile you or anything, but it really will tie it together. It the rug really does tie the room together, <laughs> and I know it's you know, gonna. You know who's gonna fucking tie it together, Michael? Who? Sam Raimi. That's who's gonna tie it together. <laughs> I don't need you. I don't need Wandavision. Okay. Okay. Enjoy your enjoy your like five minute recap YouTube video that some like you know. <laughs> loser 15 year old is going to make for you to watch when you definitely will need to watch at some point and i'll appreciate that loser <laughs> <laughs> i assure i i'm i'm assured though that jimmy can still par parlay with us here on this because it's it's about this they've been talking about it for weeks and i'm sure he's cut wind of it but the whole luke skywalker level cameo that's supposed to be coming which is now obviously episode nine because I watched episode eight last night too, and was crying like a son of a bitch, like a leaky sieve. I was just it was the what is grief if not love persevering is one of my favorite lines now in the history of streaming programming. And that scene, just to give you backdrop, Jimmy, it's where Vision and Wanda. It's the moment we never got in Endgame where they fall in love, and it really shows you all the heartbreak that she's going through which is something you'd find out if when if you decide to go back to watch anyways the big luke skywalker cameo i'm gonna dwindle this down to two options for us here because like i don't know if it'll be anything else and if martin and ian you have something else to offer fucking throw it in but in my opinion it's either dr strange and they've just been hiding it because of so many other leaks the pietro leak that really kind of did a lot for i guess what was coming um in my opinion, though, I think it's Fastbender's Magneto. That's what my cameo is. 
We don't know how old. Is it Fastbender or Mortensen? <clears throat> no, it's Fast Fastbender is Magneto in Days of Future Past and X Men: mm. The First Class. But no. I thought they cast Viggo Mortensen as Magneto for this, for the new X Men stuff. Is that not? No, new? I've never heard of that. If I they have, that's of. yeah. No, if that's if you've heard that, please. Uh, that's what I thought. Okay. But yeah, could be him. No, well. I just think Magneto's character is coming back is the point of what I'm trying to make here because they did the only reason I'm saying that is because I read some shit about how they wrote it into the comic book, how all of a sudden Magneto was the father of Vision and Pietro, and it would be interesting to include that because that's the anchor to pulling in the mutants. That's my only reason behind that. And right. If they wrote it into the comic books and they just like wrote it in, they didn't do a really good job of retconning it and making it like seamless. They're just like, oh, yeah, Magneto's the father all along. And then you're like, well, she had parents and from Sokovia and all that stuff. But um, I think Magneto gave birth to her. And then those people adopted Wanda and Pietro, raised them. And and then we find out because the lineage would work, right? Like Fassbender was born in a prison camp. They can't change the lineage on his history, which if we all remember from X-Men, he was born in a, in a Nazi prison camp or raised in a Nazi prison camp. So that world war two anchor point still has to exist, which it could somewhat overlap. He'll be older now because what we saw in future past and X-Men first class is when he was younger, right? It was the seventies and the eighties. So now technically we could age fast bender, make him Magneto and bring in the X-Men. That's my idea. Uh, Jimmy, do you have anything about this before I let these guys go here? If you've read anything or have any ideas about what this might be, because it could also still be strange. I disagree. I think they're going to use Sir Ian McKellen's hologram. <laughs> that, <laughs> I just want that now. I just want that. Like that's that that'll be great. And then and then Tupac's hologram will come in. And then and then who else? Who else can we hologram in to Joel, to... Joel Schumacher? <laughs> I just found out today he passed away. I had no idea. Oh that's... really? I thought you were just pulling that out of your ass. No, that is funny though. <laughs> no, I, I just found out today. I was like, oh, I didn't know he died. Oh uh, man, I haven't checked the entertainment news today. That's that's horrible. He died back in June of 2020. Oh, really? I didn't. Yeah. No, exactly. Okay, then I, I yeah. There is a thing happening called the summer that we all like took advantage of. <laughs> we wanted really badly because there was this thing called the pandemic happening yeah, all exactly. around us. Yeah. I remember they released a, released a bunch of alien news about a month ago and like nobody cares that there's like three unconfirmed sightings of weird ships like oh, floating yeah. around. And, like, a, I actually, before we logged on to the call, there was like this uh, American airline flight that just like reported a UFO and like you hear the audio and the guy's like, uh what the fuck was that he's kind of excited by it yeah but, uh yeah no yeah, man and like nobody cares because it's like covid yeah. covid covid but, but there's aliens yeah. anyways it's happening okay so <laughs> jimmy thinks an easter ian mckellum hologram which i love i think a real life michael fassbender magneto martin what do you think who do you think this cameo is going to be i those two are what i was thinking so either magneto or um or um what do you call it dr strange for sure also, I read too. I'm not sure if this is true, but like John Krasinski's Reed Richards, as well. Is that real? I think I think that's just like a rumor that's been like yeah. going so hard on. But I would like, like him as a Reed Richards. I think he's. I think that's the yeah. thing. It's just everyone's like, oh, that sounds great, and like Emily, like his wife, just being like, you know, Susan Storm. Like mm-hmm. I think everyone's falling into this like trap that Reddit has created. Someone, yeah. someone legitimately has been. Pushing. But it, the logical choice is Doctor Strange. Like I mean, if it's gonna if he's gonna be in the movie, it could be. Yeah, that's what yeah. I mean. and they could. I I do. I agree with you, Martin. I think on... that oh. 
do you guys think that Chris Evans will be Human Torch again? <laughs> I, yes. I think they're. I I don't know. I think there'll be certain franchises they're never gonna touch. Um, and I don't. I think that's one of them that they don't want to go back to in any way. Even in the multiverse, like even if they're like you know they have the rights to it. I just think they know what their strong fucking things are. Like there's a reason why they brought um, uh, Evan Peters into the show. Uh, because he's a strong actor he's a good actor he's like the best character from the x-men or one of the best like yeah characters totally right like it, it, it ties in well like it makes sense i i i don't think like i think that your your magneto theory is really interesting i i, I don't think it's gonna happen like i feel like they gave us this i think it's gonna be something like it's hard because part of me like there's that paul bettany interview that people keep circulating that he was just like Oh, there's an actor coming in. I was so excited to finally get to work with them. So it's like, okay, it can't be Doctor Strange. Oh, yeah. I, think, I think Doctor Strange will make an appearance. The big theory I heard recently was people are saying like, oh, he might be making a goof and or like fucking pranking us because we're spoiling the recent ending. Uh, there's two visions now, essentially. Um, he might be just like, oh, I get to act with myself. So people are like, you know, making a joke of like, oh, he's he's just he's just kind of fucking with everyone. There is like, yeah, because we did get a reveal. Like Evan Peters was the big thing. Yeah, and it, it you could, but at the same time, you really rolling the dice with your fans by making this a point of topic, and then and then not doing anything. Like I like the Reed Richards thing a lot. I think he Krasinski would make a great Reed Richards. I've also heard that Emily Blunt swears she would never work with him again because it really put their marriage through the ringer on a quiet place. Like it's it's not right. It's but not he a, was directing too. Think, he was right? directing exactly. So uh, it might be different. But he, I mean, he was also acting and directing. So yeah. and knows? he's like co-writer on like or something. Like he has some sort of writing credit on that movie. Yeah. No. He what knows. Is, do we know if if uh, what's his name um, Evan Peters is uh, Quicksilver if he's like what he is, it didn't want to make him. anything yet. So like, what if that's the big reveal okay. and he's this from the multiverse of where the X Men are from, and somehow he got sucked into that? Well, we, that's, like that's what we like, that could we'll be the big reveal too. Yeah, right. That's what we'll eventually figure out. Like whether or not they want to tie in the idea that she's a mutant versus, mm. but the you know the, we just had a full episode where they talk about her being a witch, like versus being a mutant. I think it's just too jarring of a storyline. All of a sudden, it's by episode nine, they all of a sudden say. She's also a mutant and a witch. Like, we just, I don't know. They gave us all this exposition. Like, yeah. I also want to say, too, what's interesting is you never, in any of the Marvel movies, you never really, this is the first time you refer to her as Scarlet Witch. You never exactly. really. Same thing it's with, longer. like, Hawkeye. You never really refer to him as Hawkeye. Yeah. Like, they never do refer to him. But in the series coming up, that's Hawkeye. Like, his, I guess yeah. it's going to be his daughter. Yep. It's going to be yeah, Hawkeye. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I mean, She's you never really refer to these names yeah. in the well, movies, but now they're kind of coming into the, the character of that. Like Black Widow. Which is yeah. Yeah. yeah, she was always Natasha. Yeah, yep. she was not Black Widow. She was Natasha. Um, well, that's like, you know, that's the joke in, a, in Infinity War where it's like, um, I'm Doctor Strange. Oh, we're using our fake names. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm Spider Man. <laughs> I'm Spider Man. If you make one more '90s <laughs> reference, kid. <laughs> no, I. Yeah, we see can that really old movie. We can totally talk about it because it was yesterday, and this is gonna come out long after, so it's gonna give people time to spoil Just it. Just put a spoiler alert. At the yeah, yeah, no, we'll, we'll spoiler alert all that stuff. We'll, you know, at this point, we're gonna now dig into it a little bit more and just because jimmy doesn't care if we spoil it for him so um but uh after yesterday's episode i mean 
the fact that she was touched by the Mind Stone now that we know that's how she was created. Like, and really, we know that her powers have been with her since she was young. And the only reason I'm pulling so much for Magneto is because Agatha is from the House of M comic series. Right. Yep. Magneto was given their they were given Magneto as their father in his lineage in the comic book series. So I, and because, 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 because they won't continue this, this is only going to be one season that gives them more freedom to be like, we're just bringing this person in right now because we're going to have a break from Wanda up until uh, multiverse. multiverse. Like there's going to be a huge break, right? Like look at this yeah. as a movie. So Look at it in the sense that the risk they take in movies, they can still take when they feed us an eight episode or nine episode television show. And they could be like, Magneto's her father. And then we won't find out about that until a year or two from now when Multiverse comes out, depending on when someone decides to open a fucking movie theater in this town, um, <laughs> what the repercussions that are. So that's why I'm saying it. It's it's a risk they can it, take, just like the, they took a risk with Evan Peters. It, it's, I think, like, I, I hope you're right. But my I think my other side of it is if you think of the way they introduced Evan Peters like this whole sitcom gimmick whatever it's great I love it I like each episode whatever up until now was being a new sitcom um, and that I don't know that all of a sudden introducing Evan Peters into this world using the sitcom little like gimmick really helped it not feel jarring because we kind of were like oh yes she's creating this world it, it makes sense all of a sudden like it it just worked it wasn't like you know and it makes sense he's from a different world i think all of a sudden you put magneto and we're out of the sitcom um uh thing now it's 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 just gonna be like too much for your brain i feel like it's just it's it's gonna be some really fucking tight writing so we'll see yeah. like i hope you're right because that would be fucking dope i just i worry and i love how ballsy like marvel has been so Great. If they do it, fucking fantastic. If they do it well, even better. So, yeah. So do you have a... Who do you think your your pick is for the cameo then? Luke Skywalker. <laughs> <laughs> he just comes back in this one. <laughs> he's, he's, he's holding Baby Yoda. He's just like... <laughs> a multiverse of madness. <laughs> oh, that's funny. You guys on this Disney bus too? <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I have no idea. I, I honestly, I think it just oh. might be. Um, I, I don't know. I, I honestly don't know. Like, part of me thinks it's gonna be a, a, <laughs> Jimmy's losing a his shit over there. Still. Wing, um, situation. I don't know. It'll be like something weird. I, I have no idea on this one. Yeah. Jimmy, you okay? <laughs> want that to happen so bad <laughs> <laughs> somehow it's like 1970s mark hamill but still <laughs> <laughs> oh shit that would really crack that you talk about a multiverse crack and i mean that's where they're leading this jimmy just kind of for your own knowledge here and shit if you if you decide to give it two fucks again um her powers are so strong that she's been able to they've realized that she can create pure. She can do pure creation, which no witch can do, which is why she's the Scarlet Witch. And because she can take a place and change its timeline and change who the people are. And then also the wall that she makes changes your cellular and molecular 
breakup or breakdown. Yeah. You know, it it gave one person in the show already some powers and tur- turned her like gave Monica Rambo her powers. Um, it's going to probably do something for somebody else as well. So it's it's playing with the idea that Strange will come in and fix the cracked multiverse and Scarlet Witch might break bad in my opinion. So that's kind of what's they're laying the ground for the groundwork for here. So if you decide to go back, that's what you can expect. Um, now that we've spoiled it for you and you can get some bucks. <laughs> well, do you think, do you think she's going to be the villain in multiverse of madness? I do. I think they're working her. I think they're working her in either into the villain or excuse me. That was a booster juice. Um, we're going to either get a villain like a heel or we're going to get a very an even more broken Wanda and that will like either way Wanda's fallout and broken heart needs to be corrected in some way either she needs to be brought back from the dark side or she needs to be healed either way that's the cracking of the multiverse someone just needs to tell her that there's plenty of fish in the sea i'm sure that'll <laughs> walk it off walk. you want to you want to make her a dating profile on tinder or what i think so <laughs> All right, uh, I know when a topic's dying on the vine, so uh, let's uh, let's we're gonna jump down the line here because we're 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 running here on some time, and I do want to get these these all in here. So um, next on the list, this is a brand new movie with Francis McDormand in it. I just used the premise to talk about it here, so I think it's really neat. Uh, so Nomadland is brand new. Uh, it's based on hopping in a van, and becoming a nomad, essentially. Um, so if you could just, if you had the funds and the, the means to do this, you had the van all ready to go, like where, what's the first place you jump in and go? That's obviously outside of a fucking pandemic where like, you know, you want to come home or go see your family. Like, where would you just start driving to Ian? Hmm. You know what? Only because you brought it up earlier, and it, it kind of was like making me think how sad the world and how I've never got to do this. I've always wanted to fucking go to like Disney World and Harry Potter World and all these places that I've never been, and it's drivable and easy, and like it's actually very attainable to do. And I still have not done it. And I'm hoping a world where I can do this because, like, as much as I fucking love movies, I want to fucking experience like this fucking other side of it, which I've never had uh, gotten to do in my life. So like. Fucking Harry Potter world blows my mind, and I, I need—I—that's a specific one I need to fucking do and see at some point because I am a Harry Potter nerd, and it, I don't know—it just—it'd be just unique to live it and drive there and have this adventure reading the audiobook along the way. <laughs> oh, yeah, so. dude, yeah. If you go back, if you want to go, I'll go back. I'll go back in a minute. Now that I'm fuck yeah, climatized to being around that many fucking people. Like I was just a giant bitch. I was like, get these children out of my way. My experience right. is worth more because I've experienced this already. <laughs> totally, Jimmy. Like, I was throwing we'll, bows. We'll, we'll get the vaccine and we'll fucking go, baby. Yeah, no, totally, because it's Florida. You need the vaccine in Florida. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and guns. But, Lots uh, of guns. Yeah, no, that's that's the that's, that's a, it, it is the happiest place on earth because it's a complete reflection of your childhood, yeah. um, which is also the trickery that Disney pulls on you because then they're like, $20,000, <laughs> please. For the experience, <laughs> right? Like the experience ain't free. Um, Can we? Get, is there a conversation we've had that doesn't relate back to Disney in some way? I, I feel like between like my Sebastian answer to WandaVision to this, it's just like it, it just keeps falling into Disney. Yeah, me and Martin. Mighty Ducks. It, Mighty. <laughs> me and Martin have Mighty decided Ducks. to yeah. subliminally put Disney into everything, so eventually they just decide to sponsor us. 
right yeah oh that would be awesome right it's just it's, <laughs> please give us some of that disney money yeah just like uh, like point zero 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 seven percent that's all we want we just want to look you won't even notice it's gone it's interest <laughs> anyways uh jimmy where would you just get up and drive to if you had all all of this at your disposal well michael i'm glad you asked i would <laughs> Take my wonderful van, and I would drive to uh, the Mothman statue in Point Pleasant, West Virginia. Oh, Ooh, see that? Yeah. I do see that. Is Can that? Can you see his eight pack? <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking cool. Very jacked. Wow. <laughs> did did but like? I, I don't know. I want to do like a cryptid tour kind of thing where I drive across the states, going to see all the different things, like going to Skinwalker Ranch in Utah. Or going to the hills from Hills Have Eyes. Is that a real thing? Yeah. Um, so basically, I would do all these fun little things like that. But I would start at the Mothman statue for sure. I, I, that's a great fucking tour as well, too, right? Like the Middle America, weird oddity. We found a weird oddity store in Las Vegas when we went in like the arts district that had like letters from serial killers confirmed, like that kind of thing, and like weird skulls and stuff. And I was like, Going cool. to, that kind of thing to me seems really fucking cool. So I would I will also throw money in your trip. Um I would do <laughs> I would I would do something like that, but I would do more like I would do the American gods thing where they they go to the house on the hill and cool. lot lot of a lot of cultural American places as well. I guess just less weird of Jimmy's. Like I would I would want to do like the Hoover Dam and you know the uh, Empire State Building, like do the big touristy things, the big basic ball. America. Yeah, basic, basic. What makes them like the the America that makes America tick, right? Like the big bowl right. on Wall Street with the balls. I want my face in a picture of those, right? Like just that that kind of thing. Because I know it makes my country tick, but I've only been to America to experience the playground that is America. I haven't been to America to experience America, so. Well, actually, the first time I did was when I was right. in Phoenix yeah. just before Trump got there, which was pretty it was a, it was a I was like, I'm not in Canada. I'm definitely not voting at a school. <laughs> this is this is not a community center where there's a social spread out for sure. But uh, so, yeah, I would do that. I would hop in a van and I would I would travel the old gods of America's route from American gods. Martin, what about you? Uh, I would pick similar to what Ian did, but I would go to Disneyland and not <laughs> Disney World because I don't want to go to Florida, so I get all the great <laughs> stuff that Disneyland and Universal Studios provides, but I don't have to be in Florida, which is awesome. So I mean, I'm going to California. Best coast, West Coast, baby. That's what you, that's where, and the drive's better. The drive from yep. Vancouver down to PCH is going to be amazing. Yep. So, is that We've been on the okay. run, driving the sun, <laughs> looking out for 101. Yeah, <laughs> California, there you go. here we come. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right back, right back where from. we started. California, here we come. Yeah, like I'm a, I, I want to go. I've never been, and I want to go to Star Wars like world and never come back home <laughs> i was like i kept telling him if i go there i'm never leaving i'm just gonna stay there in the park <laughs> off of like tourists leftover foods and just wear like a blowing cloth with my lightsaber just you crack it. open r2d2 and live inside him yeah i will be r2d2 yeah another another uh humble brag brought to you by me it's really hard to leave like when yeah. you get into the park and you actually and like you're in you're in universal it's like ikea well, you're it's it's um oh, what is it? It's Hollywood. Uh, it's 
it's not in the magical kingdom it's in um it's in a part i can't remember the name of it for the life of me right now but it's in a part off from it but it's also where like the tower of doom is and the rock and roller coaster like it's it's in a smaller area but once you get it's where the indiana jones experience is as well um someone in the comments can probably say hey fucking idiot it's called this um but and then all of a sudden you turn a corner and it's there martin and it's just you just get a boner <laughs> no you don't but you want to because it's so, so fucking exciting and then you go in and the noises and like they they just recreated a movie set to experience that's really what it is and then then if you're a lucky son of a bitch like me who cries and pouts that Dude, you can't get on Jawa the- Juice is going to be my Viagra. <laughs> when I tried that for the first time, I would go 6 to 12, as Rob would say, when I tried Jawa Juice for the first time. That blue milk, that's going to be my Viagra. See, my thing my thing is, like, I want to try butter beer. And I'm like, God, I just want that butter beer and know how, what it is. I just need to know what it fucking tastes like. And spend all the money because you can get a wand that, like, you can buy a wand that interacts with shit at Harry Potter World. I would spend all that money, man. These right here are the coasters I got. When I went to the cantina, I kept them. You stole them. <laughs> I stole them. This is what so. you did. You stole them, Michael. Yeah. Are those like paper or are those like? Yeah, they're, they're cardboard. They're not oh, like they're, you know, they're pieces of shit. Yeah, but yeah. I keep them around to remind me of the time I drank blue milk and um, paid $22 for it. <laughs> Like they, <laughs> I pay fifty, and then I well, no, pay 50. like it's worth to it. drink what Luke Skywalker drank, what uh, Bruce serves, fifty bucks. But the the problem, <laughs> the problem it doesn't wasn't look like he enjoys it when he's drinking it in Last Jedi. <laughs> yeah, it looks like he's doing it begrudgingly. He's like, you know what I'm doing. I'm jerking <laughs> off this animal to drink it. <laughs> that's not Jawa juice, though. That's not <laughs> right. right. That's a different type of weird. <laughs> oh shit! But I'll also drink it. Twenty five <laughs> bucks. That's Do you legitimately max. like go up to the bartender and say one Jawa juice, please? And then they go twenty five American dollars. And they wink at you. Credit card. You got it. <laughs> yeah. No, they they do this. I hear this is Peter McAllister, the father. <laughs> I would like one Jawa juice, please. Credit card. You got it. You got it. <laughs> oh, Good um. No, you get you. So you have to reserve a spot. Then you get in there, and they and they said to us, if you leave and walk around and experience the place you went to go see you will be uh your spot will be given to somebody else so you actually have to stand at your table and you can only experience what you can see standing where you're standing then you pay 25 dollars for each drink and take the coasters home as a reminder of the experience that i will then put in the new studio as as a reminder of thus such time right like I, i mean uh, who cares about the price, the experience, but it was just a little bit of a piss off that I was like, I'd like to walk around and take pictures. And the only time I could was when I was leaving and I was like, all right, I'm walking out. Right. So <laughs> like they, there's, there's, there's a system for everybody to experience it. But I honestly hope you guys, every, I think everybody who likes star Wars on some level gets to experience it at some point. It's super fun. And you'll have the ride that I didn't have. I had the millennium Falcon, which was fun. But they, the new ride that they built is like a twenty-eight minute experience, where mine was seven. So yeah, and like, you get you like you're inside of a you're inside of an ATAT or an AT AT, depending on what side of that argument you're on. Um, you can uh, experience what it's like to communicate with stormtroopers and whatnot. So it's it's a big fucking experience. Um, I recommend two days of Star Wars Land to everybody in your diet. 
lastly, before we move on to this new fun thing that we kind of all voted on to do before to close the show out here, I just want to get a roundtable opinion on this because I think this is pretty fucking cool, and we've talked about this before. Jimmy's mentioned this. And it, and it stems from the fact that director's cuts are now becoming more of a thing. People want to see them. And Ian, as a filmmaker, you can definitely attest to this um, and understand it from the from the creative side of it instead of us from the fan side of it. Um, but the Schneider cut, he is not Zack Schneider is not getting paid for his work on this. So the reshoots and all of his time editing his version of it. He's not making a single dime. And what he said was, as long as you give me full creative control, that's all I want. So he gets to make whatever he wants, which is why they went, sure, okay, you can make a four-hour, one-minute, and 28-second movie. Because as of this morning, that's the confirmed time on the Zachary Schneider mm -hmm. Justice League cut. So Zachary, we're friends. Um, <laughs> so <coughs> my question is, we'll start with you, Ian. Like, do you think that's an admirable thing? Because I think it's an admirable thing. You want to get your version of the story out there. You want to give it to us the way we want it. And to give it that way so that we all get to see what was missed, you give up getting paid, which you could have probably got paid a fucking handsome fee to be able to make your vision. Go. I, I, think, I think there's a... I think, yeah, simply, I think it's fine that he's not getting paid. For one, like, let's be honest, he's probably making a crap ton based on residuals and whatever else he's made and whatever else. Yeah. Um, and I'm not like a, a, a Zack Snyder like fanboy in any sense. It's just like, eh, whatever. But, um, but uh, this is exciting regardless. I think the, tr the new trailers are insane and like look like a completely new movie. Um, <laughs> but I think like there's, there's when it comes to like, let's, let's put filmmakers in the boat of like, they're doing something what they love or artists are doing something they're passionate about. When you're passionate about something, you love it. And love, in my opinion, is sacrifice. Like, love and sacrifice are equal grounds. And I think you sacrifice certain things in order to do the thing you love. So I think this is just one of those examples of, like, yeah, I'm not going to get paid because I love making movies. I want, I love this project. I love whatever, you know. So he, he is taking that hit. Um, and just a fun fact I recently heard about, uh, uh, Aladdin. Robin Williams in Aladdin got paid scale. Uh, $75,000 only to be in Aladdin, uh, to be the voice of Aladdin, which is nuts. Uh, and there's a lot of reasons to that, but one of it was just like, you know, they were like, well, you know, he's the perfect guy for this. I think he kind of knew that too, and et cetera, et cetera. But like, you know, there was sacrifice there. There's a lot of other stuff with that story, but I think that's another example of it. So that's, I'll leave it on that. <clears throat> no, yeah, you're right. And like, uh, Keanu Reeves does that too, where he gives a salary for a better product and whatnot. And yeah, like you're sacrificing. And I guess, yeah, he like, he doesn't need the money. He made it. He's got his new movie coming out. The zombie casino apocalypse. Um, I just posted it the other day. Uh, uh, yeah. I can't remember what it's called. Something Fuck. gone by dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Last something the, with dead in it. Something, something with, dead with dead in it. Yeah. Um, anyways, that's coming out. He's making other shit. I think I, I honestly think he did it. Cause I think there's a story to be told between Superman Batman versus Superman and the Justice League. I think he's trying. I think he was trying to tell a story between three movies, and not being able mm -hmm. to tell his version of how he made Superman and then Batman versus Superman. Those two flow together very well. If you like them or you don't, mm -hmm. that's another argument. I but mean, they, the style, the feel, the idea, the storytelling, the story itself, it was all going together, and then it was railroaded 
and changed around because Warner Brothers was like, yeah, and Joss Whedon's like, yeah, fuck you all, burn you all down. You're my <laughs> bitches. Whatever. I don't know what he thinks. But, like, the point is, is that I think if we get to see this, it might actually make all three of them better together because then it will be with one brush instead of like, oh, wow. Because it really is a different fucking movie when you compare Justice League to the other two. Jimmy, what do you think? You know, Michael, I like it, all the trailers look su- like excellent for this movie. I'm excited to see it. Um, I think it's going to be so good that after this version of Justice League comes out, uh, the Snyder Cut will be when you get the Superman symbol uh, carved into your penis. <laughs> or the Batman symbol, whatever you want. Can you imagine going to a steakhouse and asking for the Snyder Cut? That's <laughs> on the chest. Oh, shit. That's... That was worth it. That was good. I'll give you props for that one. Is that what the, is that what they're going to call yeah. circumcision from yeah, now on? Yeah, the Snyder I'm... Cut? <laughs> oh, man. Thank you. Thank you for that, Jimmy. I can now, I, I can only imagine what a penis looks like with a Superman symbol uh, engraved all over it. And it's, and it's, <laughs> that just looks, sounds like it hurts. Yeah, no, it's, it's called um, a super scission. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <clears throat> okay. All right, Martin, what do you, uh, how are your views on this? I don't know. I just, uh, is Ben Affleck still Batman? Yep. yep. <laughs> oh, fuck, I'm out, Batman. I'm out. I don't know. I'm going to watch it, but I just, it, I feel like the Snyder Cut has been so overhyped that it just feels like now that Donald Trump's in office, this is the new thing people are talking about, and I'm just <laughs> right. sick of it. I'm like, fuck, man, I don't care anymore. Like, just release it or don't release it. Just shut up about it. Um, and, and just to quote on, like, I, I like that he's taking, you know, the pay cut. I, I find that very admirable. But as Mel Brooks says, the real money isn't in, you know, the payment of the movie. It's in the merchandising. That's where the real money is. And Snyder's <laughs> getting, you know, Snyder's getting a piece of that merchandising. <laughs> so, Noble, I don't know. <coughs> Baseball's the bed sheet. (laughs) (laughs) Snyder cut the thermos. (laughs) Snyder cut the golf balls. Would you not buy those? I would. (laughs) Oh, good lord! You you. (laughs) Now you're talking the Donald the Donald Trump way of marketing. Just put your shit on everything. But I want somebody to go out for Halloween as uh, foreskin that was cut off and just put, but but just put. Schneider on your shirt, and then you can go out as the Schneider cut. <laughs> Beautiful, Michael. <laughs> no, nobody else. Fine. That's that's. I should get a sound button for crickets. <laughs> 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 oh shit! Yeah, no, I I I mean, it's you're getting paid elsewhere, so let's not forget that that's happening. But I guess what I find cool about it is this is when I'll take a hit for the fans, right? So that I can. Make a thing that now I can be totally judged on instead of half judged right. on because, like, he's he's judged on something that was edited differently than he had planned on editing it and shot half different than how he planned on shooting it and was shorter than how he planned on shooting it. So, like, to, to be attached to that and not given a chance to be like, if you don't like me after this, then we're even. That's kind of... I don't think we are even because we're still losing. (laughs) How are we even when we're still losing? 
<laughs> we can all agree that Sucker Punch might be the greatest movie ever made. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. Oh, for the sake of the argument, Jimmy, let's just say that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I can, uh, I, I can, Ian is, is back and uh, we are now going to dip into this thing that Jimmy kind of came up with. And I think it's, I think that we're going to try it this way. We'll see if we can make another full episode out of it or some way, shape or form. But he made the point that sometimes two identical movies in plot and style and theme basically traced over each other come out the same year and when you look at how the business is to make something interesting so people go to it instead of making two of the same thing and then you know making people compete it just kind of doesn't make sense but whatever it's fucking hollywood not a lot of things make sense in hollywood um so jimmy kind of came up with the idea that like it was inspired by um paul blart or observe and report we have two movies about a security guard in pretty much the exact same scenario, but which one's better? Because literally they're the fucking same. So Jimmy, we'll start with that one. Now this one I'm not too familiar with, so I'm just gonna sit out and orchestrate this one, but I'm pretty sure everybody else has seen them. So we'll start with you. Uh, between these two story, betwixt these storylines, where does your loyalty lie? First, both movies, absolutely terrible. Second, <laughs> just, I think Paul Blart, is obviously the like a more well-known movie. Everybody knows about Paul Blart. How could you not? It got a sequel. Absorbing Report is, uh, how do you say, uh, nobody knows it fucking exists is the problem. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they come out at the same time. It's super weird that they would just make two mall cop movies at the same time. Like, I wonder which one uh, had the idea first, like which studio or whatever. Yeah. But I would, I'd probably have to go I think Paul Blart's a little more watchable, I guess. Is that, <laughs> that's how I would describe Paul Blart. It's definitely a little more watchable. Um, yeah, I just, I don't know, man. Both movies are pretty bad. Current rating on Paul Blart is 5.2 out of 10 on IMDb. <laughs> watchable. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> passing grade. It's 50%. 52. Yeah. 52. Who, who else hey, is in Kevin here? James wrote the movie. I didn't know that. Didn't know that either. That's bizarre. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I just, like, I don't think there's a reason this got a sequel. It just made enough money, and they're like, why not? Let's do it. Right. But Bo <laughs> I love BoJack Horseman because they have that, they just have a little throwaway joke where someone's going to see uh, the movie Paul Blart 3 till death do us Blart. <laughs> that's funny i don't remember that hey is, were they the same year were they actually 2009 both uh, I, I believe so i you know well, maybe i'm wrong they might be a year or two off but no they, they are they are all I of i really think they came the same year all of these were in the same calendar year that's how i i had searched them gotcha. so they might not gotcha. be like you'll have 2008 2007 but you'll have them three or four months apart from each other they, they were close enough they're, yeah. They're, yeah, they were close enough that it, 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 the competing argument between the two, and I think, Jimmy, to your point, it's Kevin James, right? Like, he's he's that situational comedy. He's physical comedy. Um, King of Queens, known for it, where Observe and Report, Seth Rogen, I mean, still up and coming and rising and being his first, like, most people's first crack at the, at the, at the can where you're the lead sometimes isn't always the best because now the focus is all on you and i feel that i don't know i feel that with these like that might be the reason why it was like kevin james was already established versus 
Seth Rogen, who was establishing himself. Martin, what are your thoughts? I, is is it just me, or do, why do I feel like Anna Faris was in both of these movies? <laughs> she's in was she in Observer, part two? She's, she's in Observer Report. I don't. Was think she in Paul Blart two? Paul Blart two, no, maybe. Maybe, but I, I don't think so. I don't know. I, I can I pick neither? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you have I guess, to pick one, you asshole. Yes. Uh, I guess I go Paul Blart. I I like Kevin James and I like Seth Rogen, but I guess I'll go Paul Blart. I think it was from what I remember. I don't think I finished Observer Report. Paul Blart, I remember. Do I finished that one? So I have to go with that just simply because I watched the full movie. <laughs> <laughs> And I said that sadly. <laughs> um, I've I've seen half of one, not the other, so I'm I'm completely absent. Me and you'll have to take the reins on this. Well, which I one? Which one have you seen? Uh, I've seen Paul Blart, not That's in so... its entirety. I just I, I mean I just know its premise enough and have seen clips here and then you know twenty minutes of it there and and all that stuff. But I mean neither. I'm I'm like Martin, right? Or I'm like. These are just bad movies to make in general. Like they really don't like they're just using that tropey. They're like, all right, so security guard who's big and dopey is working in a mall, right? Like you can just see how it's being pitched. And and then I only think they do. They, they copy it because maybe one of them does it better. Right. If you're both making the same thing, then maybe I mean, that's why we have 47 different Spider-Men. You know, somebody eventually makes it better. Maybe they were like, well, we know we, we know XYZ Studios making this and right. we're going to make the same thing. Yeah, let's but double down. Let's yeah. double down on it and then we can be the better one and then pull all the people in because they'll go to that movie and then they'll come to ours, but they'll like ours more and whatever. It'll win in DVD sales, whatnot. That's the only I, I reason I can think of it. Like I think because I've seen both. Uh, I actually and again, I watched it the one time it came out. I remember liking Observing Report. I remember not liking Paul Blart because I think Kevin James is like, whatever, uh, not funny is probably the term I won't mean when I say whatever. Uh, I think he's okay in Hitch. I think that's his like only half decent movie. Um, I think he's very annoying as like a person and an actor and in general do not like the guy. We've had some bad outings together when we used to hang out. <laughs> but anyways, um, but no, um, Observer Report. I remember liking it. It's a very fucking dark. It's they're very two different movies. Observer Report's a very fucked up dark movie. There's a scene where he, like he asks, I think, like Anna Faris out, and then they go, and she's like a terrible person to be. Like it's not about nice people. It's about awful people. It's a really fucked up movie. And um, and they go out, and then he ends up having sex with her at his parents' house, but it's like really uncomfortable sex. It's like this really. It's such a bizarre scene, but it's, I remember it being like, oh, this is fucked and kind of interesting at the same time. I remember enjoying it. Like he he's just like a really intense cop where he actually like hurts kids and stuff. Where Paul Blart's like dopey fun. He's a fucking dumbass. Let's, let's like cheer him on. It obviously made more money because it's like the easier watch. And yeah, you're right. Observer Report does not exist. But I remember I would like easily watch that movie again because like Seth Rogen being an asshole versus like Kevin James doing the same thing. Like I'd rather watch Seth, um, Seth Rogen. Yeah, and Seth Rogen's more stoner funny where Kevin James is more family friendly. Mm -hmm. Right? So you've got that too because Rogen, I think it has to do a lot with the casting in those two where that's the difference, right? We're going to make one with a stoner dude that people know him for that, and we're going to make one for a guy who's known for family comedy. And he's not playing stoner dude. like He's, he's not, no, he, yeah. Maybe that's the Seth, problem. Seth, Super seriously. Well, Seth Rogen, here's the, okay, here's the fucking poll. Seth Rogen is playing his character as an adult now from Donnie Darko. Yeah, oh. I can totally see that. 
a really he's the shaved head fucking asshole who's yeah. like go back to china bitch like he's saying like really a mean <laughs> oh, thing all the time like yeah. he says that remember in don don yarko when he like when they make, the make, make fun of like, the yeah interesting i wonder if anyone's like, ever brought that together like that that's interesting post that on reddit and see what happens but no i i like it's for sure that like he's like generally the biggest asshole in that movie and like he's generally a big asshole in observer reports so anyways neither are good movies let's be honest but like <laughs> i'd easily watch observer report again that's that's basically the thing here sometimes neither of them are good sometimes both of them are good like the next one we're gonna do which is a little bit more up to date here um and then we're gonna We'll go, we'll go back and forth. We got I, I shortened this list up a bit here, but uh, I want to do, and it's weird because one has now got four movies, and the other one only had two, but they were released the same year with practically the same premises: Equalizer versus John Wick, hmm. and in only in the sense that you have the same story. You have two guys who have a background in some seriously dark, trained, fuck you up type shit, and they both come out of said retirement in a way and do their thing either. You know, randomly, or f- if you kill their dog and steal their vehicle. Um, oh, that old trope. That old, you know, that's I've seen that a thousand times, right? For every time a guy kills someone's dog. Um, <laughs> although Agnes did it in WandaVision, so that <laughs> who knows? Uh, point of what I'm saying is, is it's it's John Wick, but Equalizer's pretty fucking good. Like it's a little bit, it's a little bit more like your father son kind of maybe bond movie right where you go to the movie theater together like at least my dad would do that with me like that's the kind of movie my dad would take me to go see or like with your buddies versus john wick is like that like that seriously dark shit i i don't know i i in my in, in my comparison between the two i like both of them denzel washington's more of an everyday hero where john wick is an assassin so but they both assassinate people john wick wins if you put the two together John Wick in this scenario is Paul Blart, where <laughs> the equalizer is observant report. Yes. <laughs> we can. We, I, I, yeah. would, I would. Yeah, that's correct. I think you're right to that comparison. I don't know. You know, like. It, you do have, like, the realistic versus, like, the absurd, absurd. Like, this is, like, equalizer is set in the real world, where John Wick is set in, like, the comic book world. So, uh, yeah. Uh, Mar, what, what do you think? Oh, yeah. I, I like both. I like. I agree with you. Both were great movies. Um, but if I had to pick, I'm definitely going John Wick just because the fight choreography in those are, are great. Um, and the longest dog fight scene ever in John Wick 2, which was awesome. Like, how long was that? Like, 20 minutes of, a, like, dogs fighting? Yeah. No, it's... That's, that, that's never been done. Like, that long of a dog... Like, a, like dogs fighting. That, that's insane. Never dogs. been done. Dogs are fighting. Yeah. <laughs> Um, no, I, I, it's, they're both like, you're both watching the same thing happen. You're watching it in different scenarios. Obviously Wick has been brought out of retirement because people just want to kill him now because he's done some people in, um, we're equalizers. Like, I don't like doing this, but I feel I need to protect the everyday people, which I like that storyline more. Like I'm more drawn to that. Cause I loved it when Denzel Washington would like do that countdown thing and like figure out how to fuck people up. Yeah. But John Wick's story just they've 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 gone and ran with it and it's absolutely fucking brilliant. It's brilliant uh fight porn at the end of the day, but it's super fun to fucking watch and it's super entertaining. What do you think, Jimmy? 
Well, now that I've unmuted myself, I <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. I like they're both good movies. Um, but I'll say when I saw John Wick in theaters, I was uh, thoroughly entertained. Like there wasn't a single point where I was like, okay, I'm I'm done with this. Like this is something that I could get more of all the time. Like I think I saw it twice in theaters. I'm pretty sure, and it, I don't regret one little bit. You know. And that's that says a lot, right? Like if you're like. Mm tell me more <laughs> yeah it, <laughs> obviously it didn't it didn't stay with you and i yeah i don't know ian, ian did you have anything more to say about this or do you want to move on to the next e- one equalizer is like i i think it's what you said it's like fight porn versus like a really good actor <laughs> like i think like well yeah. not to say like keanu reeves is like he, he he's doing as much as he needs to do for fucking john wick um but uh equalizer Denzel being a badass we've seen before in like Man on Fire and a few other films and like um, Equalizer is like a fun movie it's just like you're not going to get those like scenes that are just like fun to watch like in John Wick Uh, there's there's a bit more of a story in Equalizer I would choose John Wick out of them because it is like you know gun uh, gun fu to the extreme which is like it's it's fun to watch and it's clearly like the better of the two movie but like i picked denzel as an actor overall yeah he if you put the two man i'll watch denzel all day long i'd have a Den, Den, man. denzel so Kong ain't got shit on him remember that <laughs> flight nice nice pull we're gonna roll it <laughs> he fucking rolls it every time Nice pull, Ian. Nice pull, Marty. All right. All right. So this one I know kind of sparks some interest. Martin's like, where do I watch one of these? And uh, I'm like, I don't know. I don't even think anybody. I don't think you could get. You could probably get it on YouTube or iTunes. But um, both came out the same year. Obviously, somebody was copying someone else because all the hype was about Top Gun. I didn't know Iron Eagle existed until my early <laughs> teens. But equally. You? You know, and, like, but when I found out about it, I was like, fucking Lou Gossip Jr. Yes, please. And I don't even remember the kid's name who played the other pilot, but like one of them is clearly pilot instructor and the other one is pilot co-pilot. <laughs> That's really the only difference. We have flight school in both. We have the same situation where somebody like Viper dies in, uh, is it Viper? Dies no, in... Goose. Goose. No, Goose it. dies. Iron Eagle or Top Gun? I'm confusing my fucking call signs. <laughs> top, top, top Goose. Top Gun is Goose. Goose uh, no, no, I know. But didn't, Okay, I know I know Goose dies in Top Gun. I'm I'm with you there. Um but didn't Viper die too? Didn't one of the instructors Viper die? is in Top Gun. Viper doesn't die. That's Tom yeah. Scared's character. That's Tom Scared's yeah. character. He doesn't die? That's why I'm okay, sorry. Yeah. I don't know why I'm thinking that. Yeah, no, that doesn't make sense. Okay. Anyways, back to Topper dies in Iron Eagle too. Yeah. <laughs> if that's what you're thinking, he's a main character that dies in the first five minutes of the sequel of Iron Eagle. I think I've watched these movies way too close together, and now they've melded in my mind. <laughs> Honestly, like I know I, I know both of them so well, but yet I have no idea what I'm talking about. Okay, anyways, the point of what I'm getting at is Top Gun is just the one, right? Like it, I think between the two, you have this cocky, arrogant flight school attitude within all these pilots, which is really fun to watch. Where, where, and and Iron Eagle is more like Officer and a Gentleman, right? Where you've got, and same Lou Gossip Jr. as well. Like, you you have that teacher-student relationship, which is equally as great in its own regard. But I like I like the volleyball. 
not for the shirtless scenes. Fuck, I just opened the up shower scenes. scenes. You don't like the showers? <laughs> <laughs> no, God, but I. Great. You, but you know what I'm saying? Like, I like that cocky, arrogant shit, that fast motorbike stuff that's in Top Gun that has bleeded into every other Mission Impossible movie we've ever watched. Right. I digress. So, in my opinion, Top Gun over Iron Eagle. But Iron Eagle is equal as good and cheesy in its own regard. I don't know. Martin, what do you think? Um, I. I love both of these movies. Um, I don't remember watching. I know like, in terms of franchise, I think Iron Eagle has Top Gun B because I know they went Iron Eagle 3. I don't remember Iron Eagle 3, but I do remember 2 and I enjoyed 2. Really? I liked 1. Um, I just, in term, but I'm picking Top Gun. Like Top Gun is the better movie. It's just, yeah. it's great. I think, it, just correct me if I'm wrong, but I just, for some reason, like I haven't seen Iron Eagle in a long time, but I just remember Top Gun being shot better. It looked better quality-wise. Um um, I don't know what if they just just use a different camera or something, but it just looked better um, well, when I watched it. I would just like to say, if you're asking me, I thought Viper died, so I should not answer. Yeah. <laughs> I think it, it, in terms of cast too, like it's just Top Gun had the better cast. Like it had Tom Cruise, Val Kilmer, Tom Skerritt, Michael Ironside. Yeah. It had a better soundtrack. It had two original songs that were made: Kenny Loggins' "Danger Zone" and "Take My Breath Away" by Berlin. Those were two original songs for the soundtrack. Not that top like Iron Eagle didn't have one. Like Iron Eagle had Queen as uh as the yes, main song, but yep. I mean like two original songs that. Right. And I think Take My Breath Away won an Oscar that year for an original did. song. Yeah. I think it was definitely so, nominated. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, those are, you gotta go Top Gun. Yeah, no, th- and those are really fucking solid points. I'm all like, yeah, shirtless volleyball, and you're like, look at all these reasons why it's amazing. I'm like. <laughs> High fives. <laughs> I would have mentioned those, Mike, but you already did, so I didn't want to double dip. So I'm like, you know what? I, I enjoy all the shirtless volleyball scenes, the high fives, you know, all the all the shower scenes, all the you know, all that stuff, all the romance stuff. Nuh-uh, all good. <laughs> Fuck off. Love it all. Oh. No, I do love it all. I really do. I enjoy yeah. Top Gun as a movie. And also Tim Robbins, a young Tim Robbins who is Merlin. Oh, no, yeah. We forget that he's in it. Oh young, yeah. And Meg Ryan, Meg Ryan as Anthony Edwards' wife. <laughs> Look at that, that cast. She was the wife. Crazy. Yeah, she was. I don't remember that. When they're sitting in the in the bar and her and uh, Maverick are talking about Great Balls of Fire. Great they balls all of sang fire. it at Goose, the Yeah, Goose is playing the piano. Um, no, Jimmy, you want to? try to refute that and say iron eagles better because i think he just was like pew 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 look michael i haven't seen iron eagle didn't know it existed until you brought it up in the chat (laughs) i'm gonna pick top gun but not because it's a better movie because i can't judge that way it's not fair i'm gonna pick top gun because val kilmer was batman once and he still sells batman art on his website really (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah i'm going to balcamer's website uh he so does my. metal work and he like carves the batman symbol into different metals it's nice go to his if website Kilmer needs a cameo page <laughs> totally like i would pay yeah. money for yeah. val Kilmer to be able to say something nice about me hey ian <laughs> great shirt today <laughs> i really think you're doing well <laughs> and that's why i'm picking top gun if this or, art stands up to what you're saying, um, I might, I might just. Do I know where the, the the silence is for the anticipation of seeing some of the art. Okay. And for uh, Michael's computer like exhibits, he's got exhibits. Jesus, I hope you got like Val Kilmer confused with like a different Val Kilmer. Like this is oh, like so artist Val Kilmer versus like acting Val Kilmer. Actor no, Val Kilmer, no. artist wow. Valerie Kilmer, same guy. 
<laughs> His middle name is Edward. Who would have thought? This is not the Valkyrie we easy. all see today, but where's okay, Emporium? Val Artwork, Val there it is. Artwork. We're down one artwork. Yeah. All right. Batman painting. Batman painting. Go. Oh my gosh. Iceman painting too. He has Iceman painting. Crazy. Buy some wow. Val Kilmer art. Support the guy. Two seventy five. Two seventy five. A piece of Val Kilmer art. <laughs> this is great. I had no idea Val Kilmer had such a fucking. Does like, he paint him himself or does he just print them? That's because him. Well, question listen. you'd have to ask Val Kilmer. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna, where's the contact us page? Yeah. <laughs> Hang on, you Don't want, offend yeah. his side hustle. Hang Just on. accept it. Let's see. The... That's pretty cool, though, that he does that. That is pretty cool. That's like very, like, you know, <laughs> like I want to say, like, 20 year old Val Kilmer should have been doing. What do you guys want to ask him? I'll send an email. Does he paint each come, picture himself if I buy one? Guest. Come be a guest. Um, come hang. Okay. Um, would Val like to come on? <laughs> podcast you you better buy some art if you're going to send that message to to talk to him about his the best part of this is it's going to get artwork one of, uh, yes artwork. oh definitely about his artwork his and his lips career and he be a bit of batman well, no, here's the thing. We have to do this somewhat seriously because it could go yes, and then we'd be like, okay. So let's, let's not send it now. <laughs> We're going to send a real email about Kilmer. Let's no, think no, about no, it. And no. just, you know, let's not half-ass it. Let's not oh. shoot from the hip when we're contacting Val <laughs> Okay, use my email then. Use my email and say, no, hey, no, no, dude, no. how's it going? Long time, no chance. <laughs> yeah, you on everything. Yeah. I'm back in the West Coast. Uh, you want to get some dinner? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're watching Top Gun or Top Secret last night and thinking about you. Um, I still have half a mind to send this. Would Val like to come on our podcast? We'd love to talk about his artwork, his career. I think he just ended on his artwork. Don't even talk about his career. Just artwork. Or just say, what is Val really short for? Question mark. (laughs) No, like, I mean, I want to do that, but I also want to be like, oh, he'll say yes. Sure. So, all right. Fuck it. There we go. Boom. <laughs> we'll see what happens. What kind of God? What is it? What kind of gum did he chew as Iceman in Top Gun? Oh, That's what that... I want to know. Was it double mint? Was it spe- like what, what flavor was it? You know, spearmint, fruit flavor. Well, no, it's mint, mint though. You, it's got to be some kind of mint. Yeah. He's gonna show up at your door and fucking beat this man. <laughs> he's so upset by this. I love that. And then he's gonna be like, you know what my real last name is? Kilmore. <laughs> oh. I just love that this has turned into a Val Kilmer fest. Like it, it the movie is about Tom. Like Tom Cruise is the known name attached, but it's like no, I I remember Val Kilmer way. I remember being attached way more to Val Kilmer's character than I was to Maverick's character, right? Like totally. It, I know, was a Goose fan myself. Yeah, every well, everybody loves Anthony Edwards, but like Val yeah. Kilmer was just like the epitome of like the coolest, blondest, douchiest air pilot yeah. there ever graced the you know Top Gun school. But, uh, Ice, and like you know what, Martin? Yeah, to your to your question, money. like you're like, hey, what, what kind of gum were you chewing? Um, Go buy some Batman art. <laughs> well, sorry, I missed all that, Jimmy. Just you know, if you have a few bucks, go to Val Kilmer's website, buy some Batman art. Yeah, I agree. yeah. If you have or two... Iceman art, Iceman art, buy whatever you want, that. as long as it's from the man himself. If you have two hundred and seventy-five dollars for the same print done in forty-two different ways, head to Valcomer's website to look at his art. <laughs> that's you know what, and Ian and Martin, yeah. you can back me up on this. That's um, that's the same art that was in uh, 
exit through the gift shop the stencil art that terry used to do that pretty was much, what, actually, yeah. pretty much yeah. can same. i change my painting pick to val kilmer batman yes uh, <laughs> i thought about that i didn't I, I thought I was like, I didn't want to stick. It wasn't a good joke. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding, kidding. All right, let's do the last one here before we uh, before we sign off because now the internet's getting all unstable and I don't want to I don't want to lose anything here. So the last one, and this is because Jimmy watched it recently, and I also didn't know that this movie and this other movie that was also released the same year, they do a really good job at masking the same story, but it really is the same story, and it's Pacific Rim or Battleship. And really what it is is it's about an end-of-the-world creature coming to rid the planet of all of humanity in some way, shape, or form, be it aliens and Battleship, which Hasbro, you fucking baited and switched us. Like, it's such it's the worst game of Battleship I've ever seen. Nowhere were there little red pegs that I got to play with. Second of all, um, that's the same story, really, in Pacific Rim, except they're from they're interplanetary across a different timeline. Dimension. Dimension. Thank you. That's what I'm trying to say. Exactly. Um, So, Jimmy, we'll start with you because it's inspired by you, sir. After having seen Pacific Rim, have you seen Battleship? And which one did it better? I look, Pacific Rim wins this every single time. Battleship's just a terrible movie. Um, But I think it could have been better if at the end of Battleship, it turned out the aliens were just playing one big game of Battleship. That would have been (laughs) crazy, you know? That's what I wanted to see. That's all. <laughs> uh, that that yeah that that whole like alien versus predator like tie in together, where like now the universe is connected, where the aliens from Battleship and the kaiju from Pacific Rim are now battling each other. Is that what you're saying? Yes, but they're not really battling. They're just playing Battleship. Oh fuck! I want to watch that movie. Yeah, I would. <laughs> I would throw my money at that movie. I was somebody somebody smarter than me was saying that they would just pay like an extra thirty. Oh, what what was what was that? <laughs> Trying to drop his mighty ducks quote again. <laughs> I was prepping it for the end of the show. Oh, it's ruined now. You can't do it. You just ruined it again. Now you ruined it yourself. My thumb ruined it. I'm sorry. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, goddamn this fucking game. Oh. I can't fucking get a fucking joke out. <laughs> I hate my life. <laughs> oh. Keep talking about No, I wanna talk about I wanna talk about your thumb. That's way more fun. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, no, it's all good. No, so yeah. Uh all I was saying was that I like what Jimmy was saying. I agree. I think Battleship just didn't do what it said it was going to do. I don't care that we used two different <laughs> like we used two different they were smart enough to use two different stories to not like it's not observe and report in Paul Blart where it's like it's the same story just cast differently. These are different stories with the same trope, which is fine. Um, I just think that Battleship was nowhere near the same feel. They used sonar to communicate like they they just were like, how do we make this transformable? How do we make this Schumacher or not Schumacher uh, Bruckheimer? How do we Bruckheimer it, you know, and make it look like 30 other things? That's what Battleship did, where Pacific Rim was like, okay, this is cool and fun and interesting, and it's fun to jump inside of a big robot and beat the shit out of something else, no matter how you get there. So I also side with Jimmy on Pacific Rim. Uh, Martin? Um, Pacific Rim, I agree, wins hands down. And I'll say this about Battleship. I'm going to reference Futurama because I've been watching it. So 
if you remember that scene in Futurama where it's like the All My Circuits movie, if what do you want to do? You want to see Calculon do this, something really right. exciting, or do you want to see him do his taxes? I think yep. if we could pick two people playing Battleship, would have been a more exciting movie than what happened on Battleship. <laughs> um, yeah, totally. I think the, the only thing, the only thing that Pacific Rim was missing is Rihanna, because I love me some Riri. So that's the only thing that movie is missing. <laughs> <laughs> and that's I, all. I agree. You're right, and I think that's why Battleship founder. They were like, we know Riri's a thing, right? That'll pull people in, and like Taylor Kitsch, he's okay. I mean, I've liked him in some other stuff. Um, the dude from uh, what the hell's his name? It's one of the True Blood. S- True Blood. Yeah, the Skarsgård. Um, not yeah, yeah. Uh, one of the Skarsgård brothers is in it. it. But it just as soon as as soon as I see that Bruckheimer gloss come on the screen, right where it's like a slow pan around, and then they land right on the front of the person, and there's like dramatic music, and like as soon as I see that Optimus Prime shot being like traced out time and time and time and time and time and, time and fucking time again, I'm like, ugh, this is gross. And like I, you can still see it like in the intro sequence when the two brothers in Pacific Rim, Hunnam's character and his brother, they're like code head knife head, you know, or code name knife head. And they have that like bro moment. It's yeah, still yeah. there, but it's tolerable, right? I can yeah. swallow it. So no Pacific Rim wins. And even Pacific Rim two is fucking awesome. Have you, have you seen it yet, Jimmy? No, I have not seen Pacific Rim two. I'm worried it'll disappoint me. Oh no. I think it's, it goes a different route. It, it still stays with the same, timeline but it just it, it tells a different story but ian what do you uh what do you think i'm a i'm a i i have not seen battleship and honestly listening to you guys i'm like i'm surprised people watch that movie like i was like i did i that movie should not exist and does not exist in my head i remember rihanna being in it and that was kind of all i remember about it like in the trailer and watching the trailer i mean like i don't know what this movie's about but it's not doesn't look like anything i'm gonna ever watch so i am congratulations for you guys for being able to like watch something that doesn't exist um pacific rim wins just being a movie (laughs) that exists (laughs) fair fair enough dude fair fucking enough (laughs) oh well that is that is the list gents we fucking we did it we tackled that sucker pretty good um I uh, I've read so much about how to do a podcast, but they never tell you how to end the show. <laughs> like, like we fucking suck at ending. Oh, that's how you do it. That's how you do it. You still got the bit off. You still got <laughs> How? It's, it's a fucking fucking comedy. <laughs> Listen, oh. 3,000 comedy points to me. <laughs> For the sake of the argument, I'm going to say that's true. That's the, <laughs> Thank you. Thank you cuz I I I'm like, okay, we're done. Bye. Have been fun. Like it's it's so easy to ramp up, but to ramp down, I never. I, I don't want to pull the plug on all the fucking fun. So, anyways, but I, I, I don't know, Martin. These are. I think we should kind of rotate these into every so often. You mentioned that this is kind of so, like a like a balance of everything. I think these are a fucking good time. Does everybody agree? Oh yeah, I all love right. I love just getting to talk 
just a bunch of random stuff and say like i don't know like it was a good system that's kind of what i tried to do i just tried to throw shit at the wall and be like okay none of this stuff ties together so uh let's see if we can, <laughs> we can chat it out and make sense once again it, so. another shit throwing shit on wall reference from Michael. <laughs> yes me and my yeah no fuck i was probably a monkey in another life <laughs> well pandas do pandas throw shit i don't know pandas no pandas. another life yeah <laughs> Anyways, uh, so yeah, that's that's the show, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, thank you for tuning in to another riveting uh, s- session of us sitting around chewing the fat. Uh, Ian, I know some news about something that you're doing. Can you talk about your yeah. new project and how yeah. great that fucking is? I'm, uh, I am, I am currently commissioned. Actually, I have two projects in the work. One, I might as well talk about it because it's going to get really soon. Um, there's a short I am commissioned to make uh, that's uh, about my father and I and my family and uh, got a pretty hefty, you know, fun to do it. So that's one. But the bigger news is uh, I'm, uh, I have a feature that's being made. Um, so I'm writing it. I'm just commissioned and being paid to write it and eventually direct it. So my producers are waiting on a lot of stuff from me. Um, and it's a film called Strong Son, and it's gonna be about basically a, a bodybuilder who moves back in with his elderly father and has to take care of him. So uh, it's like, uh, I don't know, it's, it's it's kind of gonna be like this drama slash dark comedy, if anything. Uh, it's like trying to think of a good comparison film, but I can't think of anything offhand uh, immediately, but it's, uh, it, it's gonna be something at the very least. It's based on a short film I did, so. It's uh it's exciting and nerve wracking and we signed the official like contracts and stuff a little bit ago and there was a lot of lawyer talk but uh yeah uh so that's basically my next year is just like uh, focusing on writing and and uh, my producers you know bringing it to life in a sense and uh, who knows we'll see uh we'll we'll see it's hard to like say these situations are like I I'm never like in the breath of like it's actually happening because until it's like actually i'm sitting in the chair and like you know being like action uh so nothing nothing feels real right now so i don't know i i i know for a fact for how much hype i'm getting and news releases and stuff it's been it feels like like my producers want it to happen and i know they're already like asking for things and looking into it and it's a couple of cast people we're talking about right now so which is kind of interesting like a couple like decent names um so i'm like cool that's interesting uh but uh but yeah so it's 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 cool it's very exciting um uh it'll be my first feature so we'll uh we'll see if it actually happens but yeah (laughs) first of all it's totally gonna fucking happen because you're fantastic so quit talking nonsense um second of that as soon as you're done it and you can show it and we can talk about it you better okay. get your fucking ass oh, back yeah. here and let me annoy you again i, I would love if like we destroyed it and we just <laughs> <laughs> we no really did however no. you want to fucking do it but like that, that would be that would be a fucking gift that'd be so much fun but yeah for sure <laughs> no. if you need someone for director's commentary yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that actually be hilarious, right? Yeah, That'd be fun. for the for the DVD, you know, the DVD yeah, yeah. is the director's yeah, yeah. commentary yeah. special yeah. feature. For the sake of the argument, for the DVD, exactly for the sake of the argument. Give <laughs> give each one of us a section of the film to do your commentary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. Right. Like, or I bring you in at separate times to do it with me. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. Like, all right, let me just get high first. What? No, this is not yeah, how you yeah. remove, review a movie. <laughs> all right. And, I mean, Martin and Jimmy, obviously, yeah, we don't have any comedy going on anywhere to fucking plug. So, COVID. COVID's still killing everything. I think 
Uh, if you're not from where we're talking to, which is Winnipeg, um, we're lightening up a little bit more, so there might be some fun things coming down the line besides minus one degree weather one day and minus 37 degree weather the next. Um, if you're new, this is the first time stopping by. Thanks for taking a risk on us. We appreciate that. Uh, go to therealdebaters.ca for all things us. We'll make it super easy on you. You can subscribe. You can like. You can comment on the podcast. You can talk to us directly there and call us up for a dumb shit. Uh, you can shop us. We've got a prop shop there with all of our merch. Skateboard machine still on, Jimmy. Is that correct? Always on, Michael. Please buy one. <laughs> Doug Mitchell, 24-year veteran Canadian film director, is going to buy one. So if that doesn't tell you you should, uh, I got nothing else for you, really. That's the that's the pitch. Uh, and then uh, you can donate to the show as well there, too, if you want. Uh, you can throw a couple bucks at our way. That money goes back into making this better, paying for the things that help us make it this good so far. Um, and uh, there's ways that you can get shout-outs on the show. So if you want to communicate with us and interact with us, that's a way to do it. Uh, you can ask for one of us specifically to do it as well. Like if you like Jimmy more than you like me, which I'm sure you do, then do that. Um, besides that, really isn't anything else to tell you. Um, we're going to do this the way we always do this. I have been Michael Petro in Winnipeg. Who has been in Vancouver? This is for my Star Wars fans. I have been Relo Baruch. <laughs> And in Jimmy Skinner's basement, who's over there? Uh, I uh, This time I am uh, one of Jeff Dunham's puppets that aren't a fence. <laughs> <laughs> and who's hanging out in Ian Bauer's house? And it's me, the goalie. <laughs> <laughs> and I've been your humble narrator, Michael Petro. Watch all the movies, kids, and have a good fucking day. Ba-da-ba-ba-da-ba. Ba-da, ba-da.